This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. Earners, what's up? Look, today I want to talk to you about something that's been on my mind, a real weight on my shoulders. You know, we all have these moments, big or small, that just stick with us. When we don't talk about these things, then they can start to affect our lives in unexpected ways. That's why having a space to express these feelings is so important. I know firsthand the benefits of therapy. It's been transformative for my friends and family. Therapy can help you learn crucial skills like setting boundaries and developing coping strategies. It's not just about dealing with major events. It's also about enhancing your day-to-day life, allowing you to become the best version of yourself. So if you've been thinking about therapy, BetterHelp can be a great option for you. It's entirely online, which makes it super convenient and adaptable to your busy schedule. You start by filling out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist. And you can even switch therapists at any time if you feel the need without any additional cost. So get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash EarnYourLeisure today to get 10% off your first month. Remember, that's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash EarnYourLeisure. Don't wait. Don't hesitate. Head over there now. Earners, what's up? Y'all know I'm big on doing your research, sharing your research, and giving credit to where you found the research. But I always get asked the same question. Where do I start with the research? And the answer is easy. It's our sponsor, Yahoo Finance. Whether I'm tracking the daily movement of my favorite companies, doing technical analysis with their easy-to-use charting platform, or checking balance sheets, Yahoo Finance makes something very complex simplified. For more than 25 years, Yahoo Finance has been the brand behind every great investor. Whether you're a seasoned investor or you're looking for extra guidance, Yahoo Finance gives you all the tools and data you need in one place. They're the number one finance destination producing a holistic look at the financial news cycle, including breaking news, original editorial perspectives, analyst ratings, independent research, customizable charts, and so much more. You could actually securely link your brokerage accounts for a unified view of your wealth, including your 401k and other investments. A comprehensive perspective is what sets apart great investors. And it's how Yahoo Finance ensures you have the insight to look at your wealth in its entirety. With a community of over 90 million users each month, their real strength is helping you on your way to financial success. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit the brand behind every great investor, yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination. That's yahoofinance.com. You heard me, yahoofinance.com. Don't wait, don't hesitate. I use it. You should go over and start using it now. What is an economic indicator that you look at to give you a hedge in the market? Oh, that's a good one. I look at um, M2 money supply. Ooh. So money supply isn't talked about enough, but it shows you like the flows of um, actually the actual money in the market in, in different sectors. So when I saw we had a dramatic dip mm-hmm. around October, November, I was like, okay, maybe spending this, getting a little bit softer. We got to be careful not to put so much capital into the market. Um, and as this went up, it shows that the market is steadily going back up and there's a lot more safety. So, like, when you have technical indicators, like the 200-day moving average mm-hmm. of 72, and when you're looking at an economic indicator, you can see the spending literally drop or go up. So in 2019, 2020, it was going up tremendously, and everything was on fire. Fire crypto, housing market, stocks, 
NFTs, real estate, but then as we had a halt, we saw that the market started to collapse as a result. So that's the economic indicator that I like to use to get a great gauge on the market. That's a good one. I was thinking about the technical ones for the average person who's listening like a beginning. Moving averages are good. Yeah. New highs, new lows. What do you think about CPI? I know every time you watch CPI is key. You watch CNBC or you watch any of these business shows, they talk about the importance of CPI, the consumer price index. Yeah. How much we're spending, how much it costs for the things that we're spending as an econ economic factor to yeah. see where the money's going and is inflation coming down. It takes a lot of courage to do so because there could be a lot of losses there. But trading a CPI report, if you can get the move right, you can make a ton of money. Shout out to my guy P like two weeks ago. He caught a move and I want to tell, I mean, the dollar amount, but I mean, he probably caught like 120% gainer in one day and less than like 10, 15 minutes. So like once you know what the, the, the numbers are going to be, you can play them in your favor. You can definitely end up making a lot of money as a result. Trading has considerable risk. Absolutely. Please consult your advisor. I always say take 300 practice trades before you go live to mitigate any risk, but that that um, report is very key for sure. Non-farm payroll is another one that's important as mm -hmm. well. Mm -hmm. So, um, like, percentage-wise, how much is that in percent with making a decision whether you should put money into the stock market or not? M2 money supply? Yeah. For me, probably 30 40%. Because it's a bigger macro indicator. Like, there, you have smaller reports that are key. But when I'm looking at, like, I would say top two would be, like, GDP, growth or decline, and then M2 money supply. That's a shorter-term um, indicator to look at, but it definitely has an impact on how the market is viewed. I would challenge everyone to go look at, like, a 10-year chart of the M2 money supply, see the ebbs and flows, and see when M2 money supply dips, does the market dip with it in correlation? And when it goes up, does the market go up in correlation? It's really fascinating to see those two paired together. Yeah. And I mean, if I'm a investor or I'm a trader, I'm just adding that tool to my belt. You have to. Right? So if I didn't know about the M2 money supply, I add that to looking at the CPI. I might mm -hmm. add that to looking at the unemployment data. Yep. So I get a, a pretty good synopsis of what the economy is looking like. Sometimes yeah. when you look at the charts and you're looking at, it doesn't give you a fair synopsis of what's really happening right yeah. especially over the past month or two and months it's moving right yeah. we've seen like the top nine just push the market push the market push yeah. the market it kind of feels like yo the whole market is moving but it's not it's kind of like Kyrie's lay package like he can finish <laughs> with the left finish with the right like the more tools you have in your yeah. back of course interest rates are the most important so if they Absolutely. hike rates market is going to fall apart if they pause that's a sign for like a little bit of optimism if they cut rates too fast that'll lead to deflation but you want to have all these tools in your arsenal to have the real information that the banks, hedge funds are looking at and countries are looking at to make economic decisions. Yeah, and we, we saw a pause, not a freeze, but a pause. We didn't even yeah. have a conversation about that. What's your thoughts, though? Like, well, Thank it, God. <laughs> right? So it's like, do we slow down and are people looking at it from a standpoint where it's like, okay, they're not going to raise rates again, even yeah. though they said that the, uh, another two quarters might happen yeah. throughout the course of the year. But that looks like it might be the ceiling for it. Yeah, I believe they're raised again. But the, the pausing of the interest rates hike was key. Because if they continue to raise, I think it would drain all optimism out of the market. Because mm -hmm. uh, we would eventually, eventually end up with interest rates being like 7 and, and a quarter percent. That would be too high. Like <laughs> Even when I'm hearing some mortgage rates that people have now compared to just two years ago, I'm like, I, some people are paying double for the same house if they have like a 650 credit score now. It is insane. So like those interest rates are very key. Mm -hmm. But I'm glad that they did pause. Um I can raise this funny. <laughs> nah. Shout out to Cameron and Mace. <laughs> it is what it is. The different pause. Yeah. <laughs> so let's talk about um, Elon Musk stated that deflation is coming. 
Um, what is deflation and do you believe this will happen soon? So we talked a lot about inflation. So I, I you know, anybody that you probably can guess what deflation is, if you don't yeah. know what deflation is, is the opposite of inflation. But yeah. yeah, talk about deflation and if you think that that's coming soon. You want to take it first? I'll, I'll, I'll lead off. That yeah. Deflation is just uh advanced price decline. So inflation is when prices are going up. Deflations are advanced price declines. You really want everything to remain stable. Do I think it will come? I don't, I'm not sure yet, but I will say with all the information that Elon has and how focused he's been, mm -hmm. I'm sure he is seeing something. And I think the overall point that he's making, and I never will want uh Powell's seat by any chance. I would never want that job. But I think what Elon is alluding to is like interest rates got hiked up a little bit too fast. Mm -hmm. And what if they start cutting, we'll have the inverse issue. Um, and when we had too much money supply, like everything, the value of everything went up too fast and now they're trying to correct it. And like, it's the same thing when you're driving a car. If you correct too quickly, that is what can ultimately cause an accident. So I think we just need to have things stable. Deflation maybe could come in maybe a year, but I hope it doesn't. Yeah, this is the, when we talk about having a soft landing. Yes. This is exactly what they're talking about, yeah. right? Like we, we figured out that 0% interest rates don't work, no. right? But you, you raise them and like you said, we could get up to, to 6% at, 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 what, at a certain point. But where do we want to land, mm -hmm. right? And there's talks that, hey, we need to get it down to 2%. Well, if we're at 6 how do we get there <laughs> safely? How do we safely get down to 2 yeah. And so it becomes a fine balance. And again, it sounds crazy, but like people are going to have to lose jobs. Yeah. Right. Because you got to have the unemployment rate go up, which yeah. is like for the average person, it's going to affect you. It is. Right. And so that's why you try to make this as soft as possible, quote unquote, the soft landing so mm -hmm. that it's a steady process. It's stabilized to a point where it's like, all right, this isn't a harsh effect. Yeah. Right. We're just not going to turn this thing upside down. Pause. But we're going to figure out a way to make sure that the economy stays stable. Right. People still can be employed. Yeah. And it doesn't go back to, all right, well, we raised it. We've got it lowered. This isn't working. We got to hike them again. Yeah. And I think it's really tough to have a soft landing without transparency. Like they've been clear on what they want to do, but it doesn't seem confident in any of the decisions that they want to make. Like one week, it feels like we're going to raise rates for the next two years. Then the pushback isn't positive, And then they change tune a little bit. I think if they just honestly said, hey, here's what the plan is. We'll have a rough 18 months or two years. But for the next 10 years, this will be better. I think most business owners and governments could handle that. It's the indecision that really leads to a lot of the confusion. Yeah, a, part, the a part of it was, you know, even in, in 2022, when, you know, we saw that the rates were going to be raising throughout the next six to eight months, it was like, this is going to stop in March. Yeah. And here we are in June, and they're saying there might be two more. I feel like the market doesn't believe yes. what I was saying anymore. Right? There's not, like, that firm confidence. Like, yeah. uh, he's saying it. But if it he paused accurate. it, then why not just, you know, have the rate hike in June? Yeah. Why not have it in a few weeks here coming in July? Mm -hmm. Why not just have it consistently rather than pausing and say, all right, we're seeing the numbers cool down to the, a pace that we like. All right, but we still have an option, right? I think yeah. he's just leaving it as a variable option. Just in the event that yeah. the numbers start peaking back to a point that is unsatisfactory to him. So it's like, all right, we'll raise it because I told you I would. And I don't think he's doing a bad job, but I think and we all know in being a leader, you have to have a very clear and firm path on which you're going to, like, blaze a trail. And we've seen that with Alan Greenspan, a little bit with Bernanke. Um, I think we need that from him. But, I mean, it's one of the most difficult jobs on earth <laughs> to correct. And because ideally, a zero interest rate environment is great for the short term, but it hurts us long term. And he, now he's in the driver's seat 
after all this exuberance has been rushing around for 15 years, and now you have to be the one to say, hey, no more fun, no more parties. Like, we're on financial punishment right now. That's a tough job to have. But the interesting part is that as those rates start to come down, Mm -hmm. what do you think, which type of companies benefit the most from that? Tech, for sure. Right, Uh, right. Fintech, uh, most finance companies that were, like, running thin on margin, those will come back. Maybe automotive will come back as a result. But who knows if it would be short-lived. Yeah, my first yeah. thought was the tech sector. Yeah. It's like, all right, the, the price to do business obviously goes down. Infrastructure goes down. Logistics goes down. Yeah. That helps the economy, especially from the, you know, when we talk about what's leading it, Yeah, tech. And so those companies that we talk about, those top nines that we continuously, I know you say Apple and Microsoft, I I mean, that's a great benefit. And small cap, some of the Russell 2000 will go up. We'll yep, yep, yep. Too. My graduates from my school being Forbes, bag drop. Bag drop. <laughs> a mic drop. Bag drop. Bag drop. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue. All in the Kroger app. Get three pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.